bad girl. Bad girl, bad girl. A bad girl no madova, boy pick me. Le- Real Bad Gal Tings. I'm your host, Mish Maroon, and welcome to Bad Gal Chat Podcast. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, everybody. I am so incredibly happy to be back. I feel like it's been a minute because of the little holiday break, little holiday hiatus. Um, but I am ready to give y'all the tea, give y'all the mess. But before I do, I guess I should do a quick little check-in. Um, you know, things are going good. Um, I have a very sunny outlook for 2022, but I will say all these deaths happening, RIP Betty White, RIP Sydney Poitier, like, oh my gosh, I'm sure there's more that I can't think of at this moment, but the legends are dropping like flies. It's so sad. Um, But, you know, it's the cycle of life. And uh, right now the world is not really in the best state. So maybe heaven is better. (laughs) Heaven is probably a better option than right now. Um, But enough about that. Let's get into the mess. This is the reason why we're gathered here today after all. So um, the first thing I really want to talk about is Ari the Don. Um, For those who don't know, Ari the Don is the rapper G Herbo's um, baby's mother. Um, Her, like quite a few like IG girls have gotten popular because of their connection to big rappers through baby mama lifestyles, I guess you could say. You know, um, nice icy jewelry, driving nice cars, nice home, uh, designer outfits, Tay does your hair, the whole shebang. So Ari went on um, Don't Call Me White Girls podcast, where she discussed how in the past she was kind of like into toxic dynamics. She wanted, um, you know, she would uh, like pick fights with her man and then, um, you know, call her mom and pretend like she's packing her stuff just so he could pull his gun out. And she said in her new relationship with Moneybag Yo, um, she's a lot happier because he's kind of helped her unlearn a lot of those toxic traits um so you know she said that that was like the clip that the shade room picked to post and you know once it reaches the shade room it's reached the masses so um what happened next was um people were calling out her for saying that and at this point I wasn't upset with her saying that because She was saying that's how she was in the past. She's not saying that's what she likes now. And that's like a clear differentiation. But I guess the way she was kind of jovial about it, um, people had an issue with it because it it made it seem like she was making light of it. 
Um, and I understand that. Uh, but I think sometimes people have that approach of like laugh to keep from crying. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's not cute, but I'm going to just laugh about it. Um, and, you know, there's that whole dark humor argument as well. So I just left it at that. Right. Then Ari gets on live. And if she wasn't in more shit or if she wasn't in shit initially, she just got herself into even more shit. And she pretty much said that she's tired of people talking about like their domestic violence stories in relation to what she said. She was just like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Right. So (sighs) this is where people started to become infuriated. I myself was like, what is up with this girl? Um, where do I even begin? It's like really ignorant for a man to say stuff like that, but even more ignorant for another woman to downplay another woman's experience and story talking about domestic violence. You know, folks who listen to the podcast know that I'm a domestic violence survivor myself, two time, okay? And um, I had a very strong, like, negative reaction to that. Um, I mean, let's be honest, like, these rapper baby moms, like, we're not expecting them to be the brightest um, or the sharpest tool in the shed, you know? We're not. Some of these girls probably don't even have their GED. But I think there's something to say about like common decency (laughs) and humility. And I think Ari often needs to remember to be humble. I think she's like missing that humility um, because she could have easily just described and like been honest about, you know, what she initially said on the podcast by just simply saying, hey, I was not saying that I like that now. I was talking about past me. And leave it at that. She didn't have to fucking drag people's trauma. <laughs> like, that was just uncalled for and unnecessary. Um, but you know what? I watched, um, shout out Queen Choma, um, Choma Chats on YouTube. Um, she brought up how, um, I believe it was her at least, she brought up how Ari, um, was actually in a domestic violence dispute with her son, Yoshan's father, G Herbo. And there's apparently the YouTube video is still up of, you know, what happened when the police was called. Um, But she accused G Herbo of grabbing her by her hair, throwing her on the ground and spitting on her. And she was crying and, you know, very visibly upset. And when I like think of the context of that and her just saying, oh, nobody cares, nobody cares. This, the tricky thing about when you go through certain things is that you can either be supportive of people who went through the same thing or alternatively, you can become like the enemy of the people who went through the same thing as you, you know? And I think it's kind of like shell shock syndrome. And I think she was 
you know, maybe no one cared about her when she was getting abused. Um, but she doesn't need to perpetuate that onto other women, especially black women. Like, I'm so sorry. I, generally speaking, I don't think a lot of white women know who Ari the Dawn is. It's mostly black women. And, you know, statistics show we're like double, triple or quadruple. I don't know the exact statistic, but we face some of the most domestic violence cases. So it doesn't help. <laughs> her feeding into that narrative that already exists and we're unaware of that people don't care like we yeah girl we we know we know people don't care we know nobody cares um but maybe you should so i think it was definitely coming from that place you know i've spoken about this before as well not to say that like ari is a is a old head like you know what i mean but um especially in the black community, you know, a lot of like our elders, like older women will, how do I say, a lot of older black women will kind of gaslight younger black women when talking about experiences of domestic violence or sexual violence, even if they went through it themselves, you know, and it's really difficult because I think we look in, we look to other women for allyship. And a lot of the times we don't get that back. And if we needed any more other, any more enemies in trying to survive this ish, we gained it in another woman and another woman who's been abused. So it's just a very complicated issue, but you know, shout out Rihanna, Rihanna snatched snatch that fucking <laughs> Savage X Fenty deal right from underneath her. So <laughs> that's that. Um, cause you know, Rihanna is also a survivor and if I was Rihanna, I'd do the exact same thing. Um, and Ari's reaction to this is, I think she's partnering with Fashion Nova to give back to, um, battered women's shelters. Um, and that's great. I think that's really important, but I think it also needs to follow with an apology and it takes a lot to apologize. And I think even for myself, like I remember when I was a little younger, I used to think that if I apologize for something, it means that I'm giving in, right? Or I'm like the weaker person, but it takes a lot of strength to recognize your wrongs and be honest and apologize and to take accountability. Let me tell you something, okay? There's a lot of people I've cut out of my life because they weren't accountable. <laughs> uh, it's just a very nasty trait. It's a very low vibrational, weak bitch trait. So be accountable, you know? And I think in so many other ways, Arya's a boss and she's been able to provide for her son, like, af apart from G Herbo. But that trait is not cute. And I really hope that she gets it together <laughs> because... It's not, it's, a, it's not adding up. It's not adding up. Um, but another thing I'm trying to work on for 2022 is I'm trying to um, stop canceling Black women. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's something I'm trying to see if I can do because I'm quick to cut my support with people. But I'm like, no, you know what? I am going to try my hardest not to cancel Black women. Um, but moving on. I, uh, hmm, 
I wanted to, I feel like there's a lot of dark stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate to, I hate to like bring this up, guys. Like, uh, you know, I want to do something a little more lighthearted and then get to something dark and end with something super dark. Okay. So just a heads up, just a warning. Um, so let's talk about Fresh and Fit Podcast, child. I didn't even really want to talk about them or bring them up. Because I don't really want to like give them promo and like feed into them, give them promo. <laughs> like I'm, you know, top shit. But Fresh and Fit Podcast is two niggas, one who's balding and one who has a face that looks like a pug, who um pretty much go on their podcast and like slut shame, humiliate, um, embarrass women and call themselves alpha males. So that means that they're beta males essentially. I say, like, you know, you're gonna call yourself an alpha male. Nine times out of ten, you're a beta. So yeah, they have this this podcast where essentially they're just trying to show, you know, young men how to grab life by the balls and boss women around and show women who's boss and show other men that, you know, you have wealth because you're taking down bitches. That's pretty much what the podcast is about. And um, they have a lot of sex workers come on just to like fucking berate them and like be really rude and disrespectful. So already taken big outs in my book. But Miss Thing, um, Asian Doll, uh, came on their podcast recently and they were kind of like being really disrespectful to her. Uh, Asian Doll is like a dark skin um, rapper. Um, I think Asian Doll is so pretty. Like, oh my God, whew gorgeous girl um her and Flo Millie like just beautiful dark-skinned women um but I've had (laughs) with Asian doll I don't know if it's like her marketing or whatever her team but I always like love Asian doll one minute and then she does something to piss me off and then I, I just like fall off of like supporting her um, but again, we're not canceling black women this year, so I'm team Asian doll. <laughs> so um, she she went on, and they were being really rude and disrespectful, or what have you. Um, and my thing is, I don't even know why Asian doll puts herself in the position. This is a this is sounding like a victim blame type of thing, but. I don't know why she entertains goofies and dusties. Like, I just don't get it. Um, Oftentimes, like, Asian Doll will just, like, put herself in these really weird situations with other Black men to where, like, I'm like, yes, girl, of course they're going to, like, fucking try and humiliate you, sweetie. Do you know who these niggas are? Like, I don't know. what Were you expecting a a different result? Like, I just, I don't get it. So... Um, people are, of course, coming to Asian Doll's defense, as they should. I was coming to her defense. Um, and there was other clips of um, Baldy and Puggy. That's what I'm going to call them. Um, the two hosts of Fresh and Fit. So Baldy and Puggy um, were pretty much talking about how they don't like Black women and or they're not attracted to Black women, essentially, which, I mean, their choice. Um, but... I I think really they should rephrase that because um, are black women attracted to you? Like let l- let's just have a moment and think about that. All a lot of these niggas that be talking about they don't like black women. Do black women like you? 
Maybe that's why you don't like them because they're not even looking in your direction, baldy and puggy. <laughs> it could be that. Like you're you just can't step up to their to their standard to where they're at. So you think that you can bring your disrespect and your rudeness and your insecurity to other races of women. Okay. So they were saying like they're not night riders and lottie dotty da. And I don't know, like I thought the term night rider was like for non-black people. That's what I thought. Like it was always used in that context in my experience. But I don't know, black skin, white mask. Child, I don't know what the fuck they was talking about, but they were just being really rude and talking about how they're rough and, you know, typical shit that we're used to as dark-skinned females, as dark-skinned women. Oh, my God. I just said females. Maybe I have been paying too much attention to um, Baldy and Puggy Child. Mm-mm. Dark-skinned women. So, um... Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, so I think I'm just at the point where like I'm tired of like dark skin women being brought up into this type of like conversation at all. And I'm really sad that like Asian doll entertain them. Um, because her people should have done a little bit more research and know, knew that she was just like Daniel stepping into the lion's den, you know? Um they've always been like anti-black women they've always been hella shady like i think a lot of their a lot of baldy and puggies advertising of their alpha male you know how to guides have been like this is how you bang white chicks like you know what i mean like i don't know that that's what it is you know and I always kind of like feel bad when looking at clips of their pod because I'm like, bro, like these fucking like blonde, like OnlyFans girls don't know what they're walking into. Like they don't, they really don't, don't know, but that's what it is. That's what it's giving. So that's pretty much all I have to say about that situation. I think we need to stop giving Baldy and Puggy light. I think we need to divest from Baldy and Puggy podcasts. There's nothing fresh or fit about them. Like, I just think that we need to divest from any anti-blackness, especially when it comes from black men, considering that black heterosexual men, like, bruh, like, they have the most privilege in our community, and they be the ones constantly on some fuck shit. I shouldn't say generalize, but you know what I mean. A lot of the times they're on some fuck shit, and we have to hold them accountable as a community, especially as, like, women, you know? Um, I was watching this YouTube video the other day. I forgot who it was who said it. But the same way, like, the queer Black people in our community do not stand for that homophobic, transphobic shit, us as Black women need to start, myself included, need to stop, start, um, you know, shutting down that misogynistic BS as well, you know? Um, but, child, that's a story for another day. Let's see, who, 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 what are we going to do? Okay, so this is a tweet from Black Twitter. And her name is at Cine underscore V. She says, dated a man for two years and never had sex with him. Y'all need to stop sexualizing everything. That's bad vibes. 
And um, say the girl, <laughs> you didn't have sex with him for two years, but was he not having sex for two years? I think the fuck not. I highly doubt it. I don't know. Like, for me, I've overheard aunties talking for years, whatever, growing up. If you don't give it to him, somebody else will. Like, I hate to say it, unless you guys are, like, in a, um, like, a, a very, like, religious community where you guys are both, like, committed to waiting till marriage. I know, like, tons of circumstances in in my life where I've seen people do that very successfully. Other than that, honey pie, <laughs> in other circumstances, if you ain't fucking your man for two years... <laughs> He's definitely, like, at least getting some sloppy toppy from someone else. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's my opinion. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. So I want to put a poll on Spotify. So if you are listening to Apple Music, which is, or Apple Podcasts, which is most of, you know, my audience, um, try and hop on to Spotify if you want to vote. But do you think a man, outside of religious reasons, can have sex or cannot have sex for two whole years with a woman with a woman do you think that like be honest because i just i'm not believing it sorry sorry i'm not um speaking of my terrible uh oh even we're not gonna go to britain yet did y'all hear that tea about um dara from dara and ken <laughs> i don't know why i'm saying from dara and ken is that their channel man I don't know. Dara, YouTube Dara. So there's been some rumblings and grumblings that Dara is a lesbian. Um, which you know what, girl, amazing. Love that for you, sweetie. Um, after dealing with Ken's ass, <laughs> I'm sure she was like, you know what? And maybe she's always been gay and Ken's been her beard. Who knows? I don't know. None of my business to begin with, because I'm not trying to sleep with Dara. But um, Dara's best friend is alleging that Dara stole her girlfriend from her and slept with her girlfriend um, while she was still dating her. Um, and she was talking about how like Ken was a beard and just kind of like airing Dara out. And listen, I feel like I'm doing a lot of like callbacks to previous episodes. People know I haven't had like a best friend sleep with my man, but I've had like a girl who I was cool with, like try to get with my man or whatever at the time. Um, sweetheart, Dara's ex best friend. Dara was never your friend, if that's true. Dara was never your friend if she gonna fuck your babe, especially your best friend. No, definitely not. Um, my best friend would never, you know knock on wood wherever some wood is <laughs> i don't know where any wood is in this apartment close by but you know so as they say keep your friends close but your enemies closer but i think sometimes it needs to be the opposite like keeps your keep your friends closer and keep a, a the same eye on them that you do your enemies because you just never know girl uh moving over to the uk and um, 
apparently the rapper Diggity, um, who is like fucking, I don't know how old he is. He just looks like he's 14 to me. I know he's young. He was dating this girl, Maya Mills, who's like this British, you know, um, IG girl. And they broke up and now she's just like out in Dubai. And I think she was in Nigeria or Dubai. I think she's in Dubai with like rich Nigerian niggas. And then she went to another country with like some rich British like black eyes and whatever and whatever. She's just living her best life with her friend, doing what young y'all do, you know? So when he was on his live, he Instagram live, he had like commented and major trigger warning for, you know, abortion. Um, he had commented and pinned, um, let me read this out, this disgusting shit. So happy she had a miscarriage when someone brought her up in his life. So, um, very vile, very vile behavior. Um... And he put out some like PR apology or what have you. And then like one of his other little rapper nigga friends was like, oh, bro, she stole shit from your house. Sorry, my British accent. She, she stole stuff from your house. So like, why do you care? You don't even need to apologize. Like, I just don't understand like stealing and saying that you're happy that she had a miscarriage is like two different ex- extremes. Like he could just like, fucking call her a terrible evil bitch or something but like to say that especially that comes with so much trauma to have a miscarriage like you know anyone who knows someone in their life who's gone through it or has gone through it themselves knows that it's super heartbreaking whether it's a wanted pregnancy or an unwanted pregnancy it is horrifying especially if it happened outside of like you know in in more traumatic ways that I won't get into you know so it's just disgusting. And I think like a lot of these young niggas these days, they think that like shock, I don't want to say, it's not shock humor, but like just like being like super, you know, holds all holds no bars, like just super like fucking raggedy is like, okay. And I don't get it. It's really sad. Like there's no code of ethics anymore, you know? Like, people people don't, like, think, oh, maybe that's too far. Like <laughs> You don't, like, sometimes when you're in an argument and you're like, oh, I could bring this shit up. But you're like, no, girl, that's too far. That's too far. Like, that's really nasty to say. So you don't say it. A lot of these men just don't. I don't get it. And it's, like, the young ones. Like, you know what I mean? Those niggas in their fucking late 20s, early 30s, like, you know what I mean? They're cool. Like, they ain't doing shit, like, typically shit like that. But these young men, bro, this TikTok generation especially, what is up with y'all? Like, God help us. I don't know. I just feel for Miss Maya um, just because she's living her best life and he's very pressed. World of your life. Um, So this, do you guys, we're not going to hear the, the fucking apology. Who gives a fuck? Um, it's funny anyways, but ciao. So, um... The last thing I wanted to, I guess, touch on was, let me not even, like, I want to really make sure that I um, get the name right. Uh, Oof, child. 
So there was this young black lady who was on the dating app Bumble and went on a date with an older Caucasian man. Um, She was like 24, 23, and he was 37. Um, He was like a software engineer, something of that nature. And um, unfortunately, um, that would be the last time that anyone would see her. Uh, Lauren Smithfields was her name. And when the police got to her apartment after her date, who was a Caucasian man, um, after he called, she was laying in a pool of her own blood. Um and he had slept throughout the night with her in that state before calling the police. The police get there and they claim that he was a nice guy or what have you, and he wasn't a person of interest and she overdosed, seemingly on her own volition. Um, her family um, tried to get the autopsy results and they were withheld from the family. The family um, conducted their own autopsy, um, and it seemed like there was foul play. Um, Bumble released a statement saying that with additional information about the death of Lauren Smithfield coming to light, we continue to be unsettled by this loss. We emphasize, empathize more uh, like with uh, Lauren's family, friends, and beloved community. And we stand by our statement that every parent deserves to know what happened to their child. This matter deserves a thorough and serious investigation for the Fields family to get justice for Lauren. Um, and I believe they also are starting a foundation in her name um, around, around, you know, this type of situation and um i just want to send prayers to lauren's family and it's just a very disgusting situation um and also i want to say that what i've said in this entire episode is alleged until proven as fact um but it does it does seem um in my personal and extremely humble opinion that there was some foul play that occurred especially because he was the last person to see her it's very suspect um i also want to note that the way the media has dealt with it is very fishy um they've put pictures of her in bikinis next to his like hiking picture fully clothed and kind of like painting this very strange narrative i also will say like the age gap between them they he doesn't look like a sugar daddy like they were trying to paint it out initially like he was so much older than her right um and even by saying that she like has started businesses because she was struggling with money or whatever and just like painting that narrative when we don't have all the facts she could have just been dating an older man because she had this impression that they're more mature like there's tons of of different reasons other than just gold digging but 
it, it's kind of like painting that narrative that she got what she deserved because she was just some young black hussy like trying to you know uh swindle some wealthy white man and it's just like a disgusting narrative especially like imagine her family seeing articles with those two photos up like and and this kind of insinuation it's absolutely devastating um and i also really want us as young women especially young women of color um to be extra careful on dating apps to be extra aware remember drop a pin um when you go out with men um let let you you know your friends and family know where you are at all times let me tell you something there has never been a time where i'm out with a man that i don't know what even a man that i know well alone where someone doesn't know my location in case god forbid (laughs) you know what i mean i need to be rescued um and even then things terrible things can happen but i really want to do an episode eventually about like how to do online dating super safe you know and things to be aware of like warning signs red flags um and yeah i don't know man i i just i hope we get some answers and i hope that lauren and her family get the justice they deserve um thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast um tuning in i really appreciate your listenership you know it we're almost done the season not fully though we have like a couple more months left um but thank you thank you so much for for tuning in and and showing love i appreciate it guys like (laughs) me doing this all on my own now like I'm so just grateful that you know the audience still comes back and like tunes in you know um so thank you guys so much and stay safe stay healthy and stay happy and hopefully next time I come on the mic we'll have a little bit more um answers as to what happened to poor Lauren um and hopefully some justice All right, bye.